Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. this service, we want to look at the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 1, verse number 68, um, and we'll read through 71 in the New Living Translation. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. The words of God. For the people of God, blessed be the name of God as we go to our seats around the building. That 71st verse, Luke chapter 1. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. Salvation is here. That's what we want to talk about in this worship experience. Salvation is here. It's a joy, and it was joyful when you realize and even imagine that birth moment of Jesus. Everything had lined up. The stars had lined up. And I'm not talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about the actual stars. Wise men have come. And they've come to worship. They kneel. They bring gifts. There's an excitement in the air. The birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's that moment, again, how special. And even as we think about the moment of Jesus' birth, every believer, KK, can give thought to your own new birth. I looked at sometimes you hear the terminology used, and I think incorrectly. You say that such and such is a born-again Christian. Well, last time I checked, there's only one way to be a Christian. And you must be born again. Because if you say that there is a, this such and such is a born again Christian, then you could also say, Eric, that there is an unborn again Christian. 
you already see the hypocrisy and the conflict of those statements. Salvation is here. The very moment that we get to know Jesus and come into right relationship with the Lord is an undeniable moment. Whatever your age or stage, it has to be something that resounds. That moment in which you can realize the before and the after. Sometimes we'll get to homegoing celebrations and persons will start to try to pull together an obituary. Have you written yours yet? Uh, maybe I shouldn't ask that today. But the reality of it is, is that one of the things that sometimes they will search for is when did that person give their life to Jesus? Matter of fact, the, the catch-all statement in that is that they will say they met the Lord at an early age. We don't quite know the age, but we realize it was an early age. My late father would say, make sure that it wasn't too early, that you don't remember the moment that you said yes to the Lord. It should be that distinctive. Now, we've had persons who did make decisions at an early age and they came back later and then they really came to another level of understanding and appreciation as a result of that. They say that I want to redo, I want to get baptized again, I want to start anew. And there's nothing wrong with that because your faith has to be a faith that is personal to you. Uh, we have our own uh, tastes, the things that we like. When I go to Starbucks and order my hot chocolate, I want marshmallows. I want whipped cream. Now, somebody said, that's not going to make it. It might not. I just preached my banana split sermon a few years, a few uh, weeks ago, and I told you I want all my stuff on there. I, I want it piled up. It may not make much sense to you, but it makes a whole lot of sense to me. When you look at your faith, you look at what you need. And matter of fact, this is, this is the worship experience that for many, if it, this were not an op opportunity for us, this would be an empty space. We have to be in worship. It's critical for us. We got up this morning with our minds stayed on Jesus. We were determined. And, of course, it's even enlightened the more because Christmas Day is tomorrow. But regardless of that fact, this is our day of worship. And because of that, there's a sense of seriousness. This is how we must pull up to the pump where you can fill my cup until it overflows. How many of us and many of you can remember 
and, and thank God that in, in this service that, that this is the service that you can look back over your life and you can thank God for how far he's brought you. But let me, let me give you a reminder. Do you remember when you could not go and fill your car up with gas? Now, some, we have electric people in here now, but there was once a time when you would pull up and you would say, give me $5. Come on, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to help somebody in here. And, and now $5 is not going to take you very far, especially now. Although they say the prices are getting ready to drop. But we remember when we, would, we did not fill up the tank. And we became, we became, now I will admit, I will admit, my brothers and I, we were spoiled in college. And, and we were spoiled because we had a gas card. We had an Exxon gas card. I, I, I don't, I'm, yeah, our parents, they spoiled us. There was no question about it. But one thing that we learned, and one thing that all of us learned during those times with our $5 that we put in, we, would, we, we learned our vehicles so well that we knew down to the very last drop how much gas it takes to make it from point A to point B. We knew. And, some, and sometimes you would ride with a person. And, and, and you, you tried to engage in casual conversation. But you were watching. And, and, and in some cases, you almost felt like, you know, do, do, you, do, you, do you think we need to stop for gas first? And the reason why, the reason why is because also in this room, someone, many of us, can remember the embarrassing moment of running out of gas. Have you been there when you had to go to the gas station and do you have something to put it in so I can, and where, where you park? I'm down there and, and there you go down with your, your little red container. And, and now I pray you didn't get there. I pray you didn't get there. I pray you didn't get there. But we knew, and see, this is what worship does for us. It fills us up. The other thing, the other thing, the other thing that I kept during my days of college was a pair of jumper cables. Yeah, some of you still got the jumper Jump. I kept jumper cables in my trunk. It was, it was a necessity. It was a necessity because I didn't know when I was going to need a jump. And, and, I, and I hung around enough other people that they would also need jumps. But one thing that you need to understand, you can't give a jump to somebody else with a weak battery. You, you got you to have your own battery energized so that now you can be a blessing to others. Matter of fact, they tell you on the airplane, if you're traveling with small children, they will tell you that the, the caretaker must first take care of themselves so that then they can tend to 
the little one. What I'm trying to say to somebody, you need to tend to your own spiritual development. Reverend, how do I do that? I read my Bible. I pray. I, 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 I come to God. I say, Lord, forgive me where, where I've fallen short. I worship. But there are three things we're going to look at in this service. One, God stands ready to rescue his children from danger. Danger is out there. But we serve a God who stands ready to rescue us. Rescued by God. We're rescued. Matter of fact, we've been, some of us have been rescued from ourselves because we were our own worst enemy. God stands ready to rescue us, ready to throw out the lifeline, ready to throw the net, ready to pull you in and pull you up. The second thing is, the arrival of Jesus gives tangible assurance of God's love. We can touch him. Matter of fact, Thomas touched him later. He said, I, I, I want to touch him. I want to touch his hands. And Jesus said, you can touch me. You can touch You can feel the nail prints in my hands. You know the purpose I have. Salvation is here. Rival of Jesus gives a tangible assurance. This, that's, that's, we'll, we'll gather around Christmas trees and, and we'll, we'll exchange gifts and those gifts will serve as ten, something tangible, tangible, something I can put in my hand. And, 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 don't, and, I, and, I, and, and be careful with the re-gifting thing. Be careful. Be Be careful. Be careful. One of my friends, very, very, very embarrassed, very embarrassed. And, and uh, he still, he still had the name tag on it uh, to himself. Then he's going to share now with somebody else. And don't, so be, 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 be very careful. Be careful. But it's tangible. You want to tangibly show. Now, I know, I know many in this room, you don't need a thing. You don't need not one more thing. But it's still a tangible expression of love. God shows us a tangible expression of love by sending his son. And, no, and notice that his son is wrapped. Wrapped. See, you know, we, we now like to give gifts and we don't like to wrap them anymore. I, I don't feel like wrapped. Jesus came wrapped. You say wrapped in swaddling clothes, wrapped in stri strips of cloth, but nonetheless, he comes wrapped. Tangible thought. The third thing is, Jesus brings value and purpose to one's life. You want your life to have a sense of fulfillment, get Jesus. Matter of fact, I, I don't have to tell you all that. that that's why we're here. We're we, we here because we already under, understand that reality. I don't have to convince you of that at all. Jesus brings value and purpose 
to one's life. I, I, I'm pressing on. I'm, I, I, I want to do more. I want to stretch for more in 24 because of purpose. Because of what it is that God potentially wants to do. Salvation is here. Let's go back to one point one. God stands ready to rescue his children from danger. Everybody in here knows something about danger. We've been in some dangerous situations. But yet God has made a way out of no way. Yeah, yeah, he, he did it did it for Daniel, did it for David, did it he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He did it, and he does it for us. No matter what is dangerous in this life, we serve a God who's able to deal with danger. Danger. Matter of fact, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm one who loves action movies. I'm, I'm, I'm action all the way. Well, I guess you could sort of see that. I like action. I want movement. We look at a God of action. Not just a concept, but one of action. And in verse number 71, it, it says to us, now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. You must know that when you decide to follow Jesus, you are an enemy of Satan. And he wants to do everything he can to steal your joy. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to come as a thief at night. He wants to mess with you. Some of you have dealt with it because you've got these packaged thieves and folks trying to deliver and folk trying to take your stuff. You need to know that Satan wants to steal your joy. But I'm going to rebuke you, Satan. I'm going to plead the blood because the blood still works. I'm still going to praise God. And matter of fact, somebody's in this room right now. This year has been a rough year. You've gone through some stuff. Folks sitting to your right and left have no idea the kind of mental anguish, physical pain that you've had to deal with. They don't know about the family drama you have been putting on the game face. Week after week. And you kept on coming. You kept on with your chin up. You kept on giving out blessings and being a blessing to others. But they have no idea what you've had to deal with. And if you had to answer this question, nobody but the Lord. Nobody, nobody could have done this. Only Jesus could have done this. If I was just dealing with my own humanity, I'd have thrown in the towel and given up. But I'm not giving up going to trust God. You are, you've saved me. And, 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 and when I'm saved, I'm safe in his arms. I'm safe in his arms. I, 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 have, I, have, a, I have a peace that's
beyond understanding. I, I can sleep at night because I serve a God who never slumbers and he never sleeps. And he, he's watching over me 24 hours. I'm, I'm evidence. I, I'm living evidence of only God could have done this. God's still doing it, still moving, still delivering, still healing, still opening doors, still answering, uh, and, and intercepting pain, still making a way out of no way, still, still, still. Salvation is here, even in the midst of danger. Trouble might come, but trouble won't last always. Come on, somebody. God can see you through. And matter of fact, you don't even look like what you're going through. I had no idea. Matter of fact, somebody start sharing their testimony, you'll start crying. You say, you, go, you were going through all of that and I was right there in the midst of you. I had no idea. Salvation is here. The second thing is the arrival of Jesus gives tangible assurance of God's love. Tangible. I thank God for something that's tangible. Verse 69 said, he has sent us a mighty savior. The Emphasis, mighty Savior. He's not just a Savior, but he's mighty. He, he comes with strength. Somebody I can lean on. Somebody said, I want a man with muscles. You got Jesus. He's a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David. David, same David who was a shepherd boy the boy who brought down a, a giant, a, a, a David who did not need the, the other war clothes and all he needed was a slingshot and five smooth. So I brought Jesus out of that royal line. Mighty Savior. Mighty Savior. Matter of fact, you know when, when, when folk would show up and you, you feel a sense of strength, Jesus in your life gives you strength. No matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what you're going through, no matter what is in, in the atmosphere, salvation is here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's present in this world. It's available. They say that over in Bethlehem, they're not celebrating Christmas this year because, in, in a formal way because of all of the war. But you can celebrate Christmas in your heart. I remember one year it snowed so hard we couldn't even go get a Christmas tree. And but I but we had some lights in the house. And we took one of our plants and we and we lit the plant up. Hey, where there's a will, there's a way. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, that plant still has lights today. 
Amen. Just as a memory. What I'm saying, when you've got something that's driving you internally, and this mighty Savior from this royal line, one who's coming in and just, verse 70, as he promised through his holy prophets. I said it last night, I say it again, when God says it, it's already settled. Tangible evidence. How do you know? How do you know this Jesus? I know, I know Jesus is real. I, I, you, you don't have to convince me. I, I thank God that I can, I can read about it in the Bible, but I know in my heart Jesus is real. He's a very present help. No matter what my trouble is, he is whatever you need him to be. Doctor in a sick room, lawyer in a courtroom, whatever. Salvation is here. Thank you, God, for showing up right on time. Thank you, God, showing us that you can take a stable and turn it into a sanctuary. Thank you, God. That you can go through difficult moments, but long, as long as I got King Jesus. Tangible evidence and tangible assurance. Here's my third point. Jesus brings value and purpose to one's life. Thank God for a life of purpose. Purpose can keep pushing you forward even after you go into the graveside of a loved one. But purpose keeps getting me up day after day. Running on a little while longer. Purpose can be something that drives you. Yeah, it's something in its value. Because what God does, he brings Value. He, he brings value. He can take nothing and make it something. Matter of fact, New Testament says, Jeremiah, the New Testament said that he took ordinary men and now makes them extraordinary. What makes them extraordinary? Their connection to Jesus. When you are connected to Jesus, I can take scoop ordinary. And make it extraordinary. Take natural and make it supernatural. Come on, somebody. I, 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 I could give you a turbo blast. I got value. I got purpose. And I'm going to push on. That 68 verse says, praise the Lord. The God of Israel, praise him. I, I got to praise him because when I think of the goodness of Jesus... And all he's done for me. I got to let out a praise. Somebody might not have praised him yet. You, you should have praised him when you woke up this morning. And you said, Lord, thank you. Another Christmas season. Thank you. Bringing me through another year. Thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for fighting my battles. Thank you, Lord. For making a way out of no way. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Because he has visited us.
But I'm thanking God he's still alive. He's still available. And he's redeeming us. I've got value. And I've got purpose. And that's why I'm going to praise him. I will bless the name of the Lord. I will lift up my hands. Give God the glory. Is there anybody here on Christmas Eve? And you don't mind. Said, I will praise his name. Because every time I turn around, yeah, yeah, he's blessing me. Every round goes higher and higher. Do you love him? Do you, do you? Do you, do you? I, I, I love the Lord. He heard my cry, pitied my every groan. Can nobody do me like Jesus? Say yes. Say yes. Salvation is here. Thank you, God. Salvation is here. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I'm